All right, what is crack-a-lacking? Jeez, man. I'm almost almost kind of bummed I am doing these every three weeks because there are things on my mind that I'd like to talk about and then I forget. And then sometimes I just do spur-of-the-moment podcasts, but maybe I think I will in the future just to, just to have it in the uh, old library. But anyways, I've got a packed show. Okay, we're going to talk about some of the events that are coming up. Um, and then we're going to be talking to Derek Yost. I had a really good conversation with him. How he breaks down big dents, specifically the one that he did at PDR College, which was a real wreck. And he's going to give you a visual, some advice. We talk flat bars. We talk sharp tools. And uh, just some different cool techniques. And it was a really good conversation, really, really good flowing conversation that will keep your attention the whole way, I promise you. Unlike some of my stuff, I like to bore you with directly. But uh, it's for the good. And speaking of the good, I'm going to start off this podcast with technically really know who your friends really are. That's, that's basically what I'm going to say. Because a lot of you guys are going to make a pretty damn good living. Excuse me, if you're not already. And, excuse me, when you have people that so-called your friends, but they seem to only come around when you are in position to make a lot of money, well, now that you're, they're your real buddy now. And, to be honest with you, that's just the name of the game, right? Unconsciously, we think about, you know, hey, maybe if I get to know this person, that'll uh, create more opportunities. Yes, that's called networking. That is. But if you're more genuine to each other, and I mean really genuine, like you're not trying to gain anything by being a friend, then that opportunity probably will come. But if you're the one that likes to take, Advantage of an opportunity to people, well, eventually the truth does come out. So that's what I'm going to talk about. You know me, I like to kind of just tell it like it is. Some of you guys might think I don't, but I do have my reasons when and where to fight my battles on talking about stuff. So this is what I'm saying. I'm going to start off right now is that People who you think are your friends aren't really your friends. And I'm not sure if I said this publicly, but I kicked off 2,500 people off my Facebook page. Not kicked them off. I just, honestly, I had too many people that when I first got on Facebook, I would like, I would friend, everybody would friend and I would friend. and, And then, you know, I didn't know these people. And... I learned some lessons by being on Facebook and I'm hopefully hopefully you guys can learn them too. And, and I know a lot of you have like thousands of PDR Facebook friends and that's cool as long as you understand the game about it, about what you're told, what you're giving up, a little bit of privacy, family, whatever it is. If that's fine with that's the type of person you are, then that's, that's great. But just be careful who you let in your circle. And that's a big circle. Personally, I like a tight circle. I don't like an open loop circle where it can it's just free-flowing. It's hard to keep track of. Hard to know who your real friends are. So here's the deal. When you guys are becoming more successful and doesn't mean successful means more popular. Let's let's get that straight. Okay. Successful, you're content, you're making the the financially you're making the money you want. And people see it. People start noticing it. So there's two types of people. There's people who are going to be very happy for you. And there are going to be most people who are very jealous of you. When it comes to money, people act funny. Just remember that. I've, I've said this to my close friends. 
my PDR friends, my family. And that's what's funny about it is that that saying doesn't matter if you do have relatives or if you have a best friend or a fiance or a wife, anybody. When it comes to money, people act funny. That's it. I've had my share. Okay. Some of my family members, I don't talk to anymore because of some of the things that they chose to do or rather go the greedy money route and it cost them. I mean, I honestly, when personally, when someone goes out of the way to hurt someone else because of money, I'm pretty much done with them. I'm done. I, I just don't think that I can trust somebody any further because they just, they, they let greed. Now I know people make mistakes. I'm not saying don't forgive anybody, but now I don't forget either. They're not in my inner circle as, as, as like they were. They showed their true colors. So I'm just saying personally don't let money take you over because you will make, if not already, a good living doing paintless net repair. You know, my mom used to tell me it's not Michael, it's not who or how much money you make. It's how much you save. And that's, that's nothing to do with greed, but you got to be smart with your money. It's smart. Being smart with your money is understanding who's around your money. You know, you could, you could be a very successful hail tech, and all of a sudden people know you're very successful, so they want to get close to you. Not necessarily know who you are as a person beyond doing PDR, but how are you? Who are you? How's your character? You know, but what people don't see is that they could be exactly like that successful person, but they're lazy. They don't want to work hard. They'd rather ride the coattails of somebody. Be buddy, buddy. Let them, let them go get the, the money and they'll just come and work, which is fine. Cause that's called brokers. That's, and I'm not picking on brokers or talking about brokers. I'm just saying in general. But there are people who go out there and get their own deals. And, and I shouldn't just talk about, I shouldn't just talk about hail because it's not just a hail related thing. You just have to watch who your real friends are. That, that's what I'm just talking about. Okay. You got to learn and observe people too. You, you, you got to see their patterns. Do they do deals and not keep their word with deals? Do they start programs or companies, but none of them really work out? But they sure in the hell know who you are. So just watch out. Just watch out being used. And flattery, flattery gets you, they say it doesn't get you nowhere. But at first, it might. But for you, you could be so flattered that people think that you are, you know, doing fantastic or, hey, I really liked what you did and yada, yada. And next thing you know, they're talking you up a storm and then like, hey, would you mind helping me on, you know, yada, yada. And next thing you know, you know, you're so, uh, you know, happy that they gave you a compliment or they're, uh talking, you know, you're, you're the greatest or you're the good at this or you're good at that. You know, you're good at pushing, you're good at that. And slowly they're asking for favors. It's small favors. And you, you know, you, you could be possibly sucked into it, doing it. But if you do that route, that should be a super flag right there just to see, test them to see. You should be a lawyer right there. Put your antennas up and go, okay, I won't do this small favor. But if you start asking for more, then it's going to be funny. And the reason why I'm telling you is because I see this all the time with myself, 
with other people. You know, a lot of you got a lot of hail coming and guess what, right? People who knew you had hail in your backyard, all of a sudden you're your, they're your greatest, not greatest friend, but they're trying to see that you're going to be your their greatest friend. Hitting you up on Messenger in the back end. Hey, bud. Hey, how's the family? How's things going, man? Oh, by the way, do you got a spot for me? Hey, bud, yeah. And you freaking never, honestly, you might have seen him twice online. Never says anything. That's what I'm talking about. See, nobody takes the time to really network or get to know the possibilities to to build a friendship that could help opportunities. Because if people really knew who you were as a character and you really busted your balls to get to know people, you'd probably have more opportunity than you could wish for or want. You would have to go look for work all the time. And vice versa, you have to watch who you hire, right? Because now you have to make sure everyone does what they say they're going to do. You have to have contracts. Not saying you shouldn't have in the first place, but you should. And contracts help you and the other person, the other party, stay honest. Keep the word Understand each other's responsibilities. It's a contract. It's a binded contract between you and the other party who are doing business. Smart thing. And if you're looking for that kind of contract, you should talk to Dan Ontrop from PDR Contractors. And beyond that, you should be joining that so you can contact. You know, this is a good program where you don't need technically to network personally to know that person they have is a, a, a way to connect very good technicians who who offer their qualifications that you could look for and you possibly know them but you don't have to make an announcement to the world that you've got a hailstorm or you need text or you're looking for work so i just threw that in there i wasn't getting sponsored to say that that's just I'm telling you some stuff that will really help you if you are looking for that route. And like I said before, friends on Facebook aren't your real friends. Now, I personally just went through all mine and I not just went through it like six months ago. I purged some people and I purged more people. And you know what? Here's the deal. is nothing personal against anybody who I was friends with in the past. Like, like, I'm not defriending them like I don't like them. If I haven't met you or I don't know much about you or maybe we're not just active together to, with each other and I don't see your posts much and obviously I don't look at people's posts on purpose. I'll scroll once in a while on my page and that's why you don't see me on a lot of stuff is because I'm not on Facebook to socialize that much like like as a like fart around i just don't i don't have i don't want to seem like i'm uh, arrogant i'm not i'm just saying i just don't have the time and i don't feel it's productive for me to do that but on the other hand when i i go i want to keep people who i know personally i've met that i like i keep them on my facebook page i don't deal with people and I don't want to deal with people I unfortunately don't care to be friends with. I don't need to keep tabs on those type of people. There's no point. It's a waste of my time. I don't need to troll on anybody's page and see what they're doing or get jealous or or just get angry or anything like that. Just either block it or don't get rid of it. Don't want to see it. And... I'm sure a lot of you do the same thing, but I don't waste any kind of emotion on it. Keep your circle tight though, man. You know, I know a lot of you do have a tight circle. But on the other hand, there's still a lot of people that we haven't got to know. That's why Mobile Tech Expo is awesome to go. I'll just throw this stuff in there because... Mobile Tech Expo in Las Vegas is going to be good. It's going to be great. 
I know it will. I've always said it will. And I do think it will be a different crowd. A lot will will return. Some won't. And I think most of you have had a good hail season. Let's see if some of you guys will still be able to break off and come to Las Vegas, which will still be a really good value because it's not going to cost you much to go there, not going to cost you much to stay there. In and out like a robbery, we say. So I hope you guys can make it. I know after that mega media event in October, and then I think after that they've got... um, what is that? It's another event in Missouri. Not Missouri. Uh, is it Missouri? Yeah, I think it's Missouri. But anyways, uh, PDR World Cup. I think it's PDR World Cup. I think that's coming out there in, in November. So is it Missouri or Oklahoma? I'm sorry. I don't have the notes in front of me. I apologize. I will put a link down there on my show notes. Uh, Derek, I did interview Derek, but this was late earlier in the evening. Um, and this is the day before the podcast comes out, and I'm not sure if he's going to be able to provide that that photo or video clip that he had, at least not now. You could probably check back in a day or two and see if it's if it's up. But he, he describes a dent that's that's really, really there. I mean, really big, and how, it, uh, and how he approached it. So stay on for that. That'll, that'll be right after this segment. Speaking of mega media events, that's October 17th through the 19th. And then the 20th is IMI. Get your butt signed up for the IMI as well. You can go to um, AnsonPDR.com. You can check out that link. Go to events and you'll see your, you can sign up right there for it. For only $650, the IMI is probably one of the most important certificates to get, especially with the electric vehicles. They're becoming out more and more. Safety is number one. And obviously knowing how to power down that vehicle so you don't kill yourself or get shocked. And not just the Tesla, but all electric vehicles. Plus you can make more money on the bottom line. It's just a win-win situation. And you make yourself feel much more safer. The customer feels more confident. And definitely market yourself when, if and when you get the IMI certificate. It's, it's it's definitely a win. So sign up for that. It's really cool and important. Um, speaking of the mega media event, technically we're sold out, man. So I uh, I was trying to shut down the doors here, and me and John talked about it. So you are listening to this podcast on August fifteenth. Well. It's August 15th, I'm recording it. August 16th, you'll hear this this recording, this podcast. Get in there, dude. Get in there, ladies, if you're going to go. It's going to be epic, nice. We're going to do a nice interview video. John and I have got a cool set of questions to ask you because it's we want the customer to feel like the hero, Okay. So we've got some cool questions to ask you. It's going to be different than the first interview. We're going to have a little bit of hail questions in there too. So you can uh, you can cater to that type of customer. And we think it's going to be awesome. We know it's going to be awesome. We've got all out. So we'll have some hail cars there, some muscle cars. We're going to, we're going to make sure we kill it for you. All right, so going back to the circle of friends, okay? Just be careful. I'm just giving you some heads up here. We all make a good living, and if you don't, then you will, as long as you work hard to it, for it, shall I say. Speaking of helping you become more successful, again, check out a mega media event. It's not too late to get your tickets. Go to denttrainermedia.com denttrainermedia.com get your tickets and kill two birds with one stone and see if you can sign up for the IMI as well on Sunday the September excuse me October 20th so the full event is October 17th through the 19th mega media event and then and then October 20th which is on a Sunday is the IMI all right i'm going to give Derek Yost a jibber jabber call 
We're going to talk about big dents and all kinds of things. He is a very good tech. He's a quiet tech. You won't see him uh, hardly at all on Facebook talking a lot. He'll post here and there. Um, and just the kind of friend you like, right? You know, doesn't have to talk much. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Love Derek, man. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about him just before I bring him and give him a call. Is that this guy will give you the shirt off his back. Let me put it that way. Okay. Hardest working. Don't have to ask. Improviser. Coordinator. And just knows how to get the job done and does it right. And we're not just talking helping a, a friend or a person in need. We're talking all the way from that to his business and to his family. So I'm, uh, I'm going to give Derek Yost a, give, her, give him a call. Hello. What's up, Mr. Yost? How you doing, man? What's up, man? I'm good. How are you? Good. Can you hear me okay? I can. All right. I can hear you better. Awesome. I can definitely tell that you're recording right now. Oh, that's good. Well, I mean, why? <laughs> why? How can you tell? There's a little echo in on, on your side. Is it? Uh, is Just it? Just a little bit. Should I should I call you in a different different line to see if it stops? No, you're fine. I just I know that you're I know you're recording right now. So, all right. If it doesn't bother if it bothers you, I can switch to something else. It doesn't bother me at all, dude. Okay. All right. Doesn't bother Yoke. So I'm not hearing it on my end. So it won't they won't hear it. So that's good. Yeah. All right, Derek. Uh, listen, I'm not gonna beat around the bush, man. It's late for you. You what? Three hours ahead right now? Two hours ahead? Oh. Uh, it's nine forty-five. Almost. Yeah, three hours ahead. So. Yeah. Listen, I want to say thanks for taking the time that I out of your busy schedule. You still doing some hail right now? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. And this is your yeah, first year being. being a, I'm being three more weeks. And this is our first your first year being 100 percent on your own, right? Yes, sir. Uh, nine months in. How's it going? Oh, it's going amazing. You know, the old saying, wish I would have done it sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, so, you know, well, we won't get into all that. That's another episode. But yeah, I we we all knew that you were going to do very well. So yeah, it's been amazing. I cannot complain. That's great, man. And I didn't even call you to, to ask you that. Like, I mean, personally, I mean, publicly, but it just happened that way. And I'm glad you are, man. And yeah. Just want to say, I want to say publicly, Derek. Thank you very much for everything you've done to help this industry. You're not just, you know, volunteering here. You're you're volunteering, and I mean here, like as in mobile tech uh, mega media event. Uh, the uh, you know when Anson has an event and you're around, you you just give a helping hand, not asking for anything, and that's just the way you are. Um, oh, absolutely, actually, man. So I Absolutely. just want to say thanks, man. I mean, you really, you really do make a difference in the industry and thank you. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. You got it, man. You got it. So I don't want to beat around the bush, man. I'm, I, I want to get right into it as I always want to. Okay. So we're going to talk about big dents because I've seen you do dents. You do some gnarly, nasty stuff. You're a great hail tech too, by the way. Um, thank you. So what are you looking for when you, when you were poaching a big dent, because when I'm looking at a big dent, I'm always looking at where it's going to be hardest. What's your thoughts on, on that? I mean, I, I know that's what you're going to say too, but what, what are you, what are you analyzing about a big dent? Uh, usually I try to more or less dissect the dent down, uh, into different little subsections, you know, hardest section being done first. And then the rest sometimes will come out whenever the hard section is, you know, removed. Yeah, are you and, are you checking to on the hardest part first to make sure that you can do the dent at all, or what do you what how, what are you doing? You're oh, just hoping yeah, for the absolutely. best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me personally, I'm one of those people, very similar to Bryce Kelly. You know, working with him down in Mobile Tech Expo this year at the Advanced Skills Seminar, I got to work right next to him this year, and you know, we are, you know, two in the same. I mean, we will stick with a dent until it's done. Yeah. And, you know, we'll give everything we can to, to make sure that dent is out. Yeah. I so, yeah. I mean, and so let me, let me break this down about what you said, break that down. Okay. So what, what you're getting at, I just want to interpret what you're saying. You're going to make it in smaller sections. Now we're going to get to the part, right? Like how do you do that in smaller sections? But why are you doing that in smaller sections? Why, why would you break a dent down in different parts? Well, I mean, you mainly want to start, 
you know, on the, the largest hardest hit area first, because that's where the most pressure is being held on that damage, you know, but if you have an entire door that is caved completely on that stuff, generally I will go for the softer stuff first to make sure I have enough metal to work with whenever I get to the bigger stuff. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea too. I mean, that's not a good idea. That's, that's good advice because, because a lot of people think that, well, I'll go for the deepest part and then they give up, but not understanding metal flow. That's what you're saying, right? You're pressure releasing. So, um, it's cause that, that part of that dent out there that you don't normally pay attention to does have a significant difference in helping that center come up. Right. Yes, exactly. And a lot of the times too, you know, I'll, I'll make, you know, not really strong, firm pushes, but I'll just give small little baby pushes more or less in certain areas to see what the metal is going to do. Uh Because at that point I can, I'll know what is going to happen if I go in to make a harder push on that one area to see where the flow of the metal is going to go. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. That's why I, 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 I I do the same thing. I test the, I test the water, shall I say? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You have to, yeah. right, Derek? Even I mean, with different tips, I mean, you know, there's a lot of different things that go into it. Yeah, you can quickly determine if it's going to try to oil can on you, right? Yeah, um, exactly. You know, it, it's, it just gives you a quick, you're just, you're just, uh, what is that, the uh, trolling around with your, uh, rather probing, probing around with our tools, right? Yeah, and we're, we're just absolutely. Inspecting and uh, seeing, even, oh, yeah, that part's going to give them a hard time. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, let me make sure I can p- get a tool on there and push, right? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, even starting, you know, pushing with a soft tip compared to a hard tip or a sharp tip. I mean, you know, there's multiple things that go into the large damage and, you know, I really had my butt handed to me in January on that door that, uh, John damaged down there. That was, that was pretty extensive damage. So, (laughs) Oh, John kicked your den in, right? Yeah. He slammed the door into a pole three times and then i believe he kicked it after that so <laughs> get out of here dude no way dude. yeah yeah how was that so, even i i didn't get to see you guys your, your all that stuff go on i did see some of the damage and it did look nasty especially that sharp crown up to the top by the belt molding man that was ugh. Ah. yeah that was uh that was i believe my door that had that i think bryce's door actually had that as well um bryce actually chose the door that i damaged and you know, I, I put my foot through the door more or less. Yeah, I saw that and, dude. It's like bionic yeah. man, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, the one that I actually did, you know, Toyota high strength steel doors, they are not fun to work, especially at the top sections. Um, the upper brace panel was flopping around on me. So the upper section was definitely the hardest part in the the part of the door that I actually spent the most time on the rest of it was just mainly, you know, getting the metal to flow back where it needed to be. Now, hold on. Let's back up for a second so we can visualize what you're, what you're saying, because I want to know, give you a description of, of your dents, how size, what kind of car was it on and what the dent looked like? Uh, it was a, I want to say it was a 16 or a 17 Toyota Prius. Uh, dent was on the driver's door directly in front of the door handle it went from the very top of the door all the way at the belt molding till about three inches down on the bottom of the door yeah Um, Yeah, and you guys took the doors panels off right yes door panels were off and completely are not so i mean the whole door panel i mean the whole door itself right not the door panel the whole door off the vehicle yep yeah door was off and put on a uh, hood stand now, do you find that, we'll get back into the details of your dents, though, because this helps explain to, to people on large dents, and because that was definitely a section breakdown dent repair. But Absolutely. Do you, how, how big of an advantage is it to take off the door, and how hard is it? Because I'm one of those guys like, ah, I'm super scared of taking door panels or doors off the vehicle because, you know, first of all, I'm by myself. I know there are, yeah. there are things that you can help, you know, uh, help you with that, assist with you with that. But how hard is it in general to pull pull a door off a vehicle? They're not hard at all. I mean, once you've done a couple of them, especially on the same make and model vehicles, yeah, you can have a door. Okay, take example uh, a Ford Edge front door. 
I can have that door completely disassembled and on a stand in 10 minutes. Including taking the window out. Yes. See, that's another thing. I mean, I got to, I got to do some videos on that because I got to learn myself. I know there's tons of, like, if I, th- I think like that and I don't get me wrong, I, I do it, but I have someone else do it for me because I just think it's yeah. Per- personally, that's, that's my problem. That's what I got to work on, man. That's my weakness right now is I got to learn how to R and I doors better by myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, you, YouTube itself is a great resource for learning how to take door panels off and everything you need to know. Ah, good idea. I'm just, who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought you two? Um, cool. So you got the door off. You got it gutted. Windows out. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's go back to the dent now. Okay, it's, okay. it's about circumference again, like three feet, something like that? Uh, Yeah, I would probably say three feet. Okay. Uh, the main hard hit part of the door, though, was up in the upper part of the door. So it was across the upper body line that is in line with the door handle. And it stretched all the way up to the top contour line, which is right next to the uh, belt molding. And it was a super hard chop. I mean, super hard. It was probably four to five inches long, I would say. You have pictures of that? Maybe I can put that on the Dent Time PDR. I believe I have video of it. You do? Oh, that's even better. I believe so. Send it to me. Let's see if I'll post a link to it somewhere. Yeah. Watch it. Um, Um, it, It'll be on my site, on my site, guys, on under the show notes, uh, denttimepdr.com. Go to that website, go to the podcast and you'll see the show notes along with his, a link to his video, if not directly on there. Okay. So sorry, Derek, go ahead. Oh, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a very, very hard shop, um, which caused a very, large low in the bottom section of the door and also where i believe if i'm understanding it correctly where he opened that door into that pole several times it caused a ripple effect in the sheet metal so there was multiple waves on the bottom side of the door um so so basically a shock wave on crown on top of crown going further back Okay. Yeah, and in the video of the the before, it it you can see every bit of it. I mean, it it looks like somebody dropped something in a puddle of water, and so, you have that ripple effect that comes out. Yeah, yeah. So like a tsunami held in time, right? You're seeing the little ripples yes. going across the the ocean yep. to to the edge. Okay, yeah, I got it. Now, yeah. good, 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 good description. So let yeah. me ask you this, Derek. So you're in this repair. What are you thinking? What tool are you using? And I also want to know. Check this out. What tool would you have used 10 years ago? I want you to talk to what tool you're using, starting with, and then what tool would you use 10 years ago, or would your technique be any different, or would it be the same? Oh, it would definitely be different. Um, It's actually, I really wish I had a tool that I bought the next day at the expo when I did that dent. Um, What tool are you referring to? uh, The K-Beam Jr. Oh, yeah, you've been talking about that like a mofo all the time from Um, Kiko. Yes, that tool would have helped me out tremendously on just starting the damage of that door because um, I really needed to, to hold tension up in that crease because it was so sharp so I could start doing a little bit of crown work to try to release some of the metal back up towards the top of the door. Interesting. I, I like I like how you're describing that. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. But yeah, I mean, that, the, the K-Beam Jr., that is by far my favorite glue pulling apparatus i mean it's small it'll it'll do just about anything i want it to so it's going to hold pressure as you tap down the crowns correct yes try to relieve some pressure on the bottom of the crease line that was in the door nice um okay now i went when i started a dent i went old school on it i was like huh most of that dent will you know most of the soft damage will just push out you know the door was gutted so i reached in there and attempted to push the mass majority of the soft damage out with my hand. And you're talking it below below that sharp part, you're saying? Yes. Uh-huh. It did not budge. So there, there was so was much, much tension, tension above that it was not yes. even letting you take out that soft part. No, it so, was not. So let so, me let me help the guys here, newbies here. So what, what Derek is saying is that he's got this big dent. He's got a pinch at the top where all the metal is super deep and, and really pointy at well, that metal is the direction of the metal flow is going up towards the door. 
So he's trying to technically push below where the softer part is. But the, again, the metal is going too much ab above. So it's not able to go where it wants to dispert, which is towards down the center. So what now next, Derek? What, what, how, what did you have to do? Uh, I ended up having to start on the sharp crease at the top um, just to try to relieve some pressure on the rest of the door mm -hmm. because it was hit so hard. And, you know, I went in there with a large soft tip. Uh, I believe it's a Dentcraft R12. I believe it's the large red-headed one. I believe that's the number for it. Yeah. It's round tip. I cannot remember the exact number of it. Are but talking, I went in there. Are you talking the red round tip or the little bigger than that? Uh, It's similar to like the R4 oh. with a cherry cap on it, yeah. but it's a larger size. I believe it's an R12. Okay. that comes that comes dipped already from yeah yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're saying okay yep yeah so that's the one i actually started with and i was bracing off the inner brace of the window channel of the door itself yeah and just doing soft pushes on the bottom of that crease trying to soften everything up are you and releasing then, uh, it are you releasing on the edges at all tapping down yeah so i'm actually just i'm just baby pushes across the bottom of that crease line and then make five or six pushes across the line, come on the top, start knocking the crown down as smooth as I possibly can because it was pinched so hard. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so you're doing a give and take, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm giving a little and then taking a little. So Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. What, and what Derek means by giving a little, he means he's tapping down and then taking a little by he's moving the metal, taking, taking away the low. Okay, so he... You have to give and take. You can't do too much of the uh, or of one or the other, one or the either, because then you'll lock the metal, right? Yep, exactly. And I did not want to do that on this because the crowns were so sharp at the top of that door that if I would have went there and started aggressively pushing on that crease, I would have locked it in up, and it would never been fixed. Yeah, yeah, that's a well. It's common. I mean, it's common. What happens to to techs is when they get such a tight dent like that. They either yeah. start it the wrong way or they, they get greedy and they do one or the other too long. You know, what I say is don't go too soft too long, don't go sharp too soon, and don't don't yep. tap down too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this crease line had hit so hard at the top of that door that the upper contour roll that's right next to the belt molding, it sucked that contour line down. Ooh. Ooh. So anyway. if that tells you how sharp that crease and how sharp those crowns were at the top of that door. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, it sucked the upper rounded contour line of that door down. And it was probably, I would say, an inch in length across that contour line. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So And it's high strength steel, so that's so what, even worse. <laughs> what, what tool were you pushing with? Uh, I was pushing with a old... Dent gear, I believe it is a 24, 26 inch, uh, 45 degree single bend interchangeable tip. Okay. All right. And then you described yeah. the tip you were using to push up to that point, right? Yes. That okay. was the tip that I started off with. Yep. And what were you tapping down with? Uh, I have multiple high spot tools. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember which one I was starting off with. I mean, just a brief description. I mean, we'd like to get that nasty crown down. I mean, were you using a white tip or I know you weren't using a sharp tip. Were you using a, you, you couldn't have that. No, okay. no, not at all. I'm trying to remember because I have several soft, larger tap downs that I use for large crowns. Yeah. And I can't remember exactly which one it is, but I believe I was using the, the old black chair rail ones, you mm -hmm. know, the plugs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think those are the ones that I was actually using to start knocking that crown down. Yeah, because if you're going to found they're more forgiving. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say you probably find you probably realized that you know over your years of experience that if you're using a bigger tap down that can give you, shall I say, more hit real estate. And if you do mess up, it's a softer, lighter load to push than it would yes. be a sharp, tiny, pain in the ass to pinpoint one, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And the uh, the Kiko rectangle. Um, that tip, that knockdown was used quite a bit on that door. Um, the one that you can. Oh, you uh, talking crease tab? 
No, the uh, the knockdown, the slapper that uh, Kiko oh, has. Oh, okay, got it, got it. So you can really whack with a body hammer and just yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, but I actually have the uh, they have a uh, a rubber silicon silicone boot that goes over the actual raw steel that's on it. Yeah, yeah, I got one, I, and I forgot I have yep. it. So, yep, yep, yep. So I was using that, and then uh, you know, I think actually an underrated tool that they actually have that not a lot of guys use are the uh the slappers that they have um the large red and blue they they're different one of them's a little bit more flexible than the other one uh-huh. uh they look like paddles yeah 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 um but i think that's probably a very underrated tool to use especially on large crown flow yeah um i bet you every mother back in our day had one of those to whip our butts with so yeah well i mean you know they used to be called i guess it used to be called a master's tool uh oh from dent wizard from dent wizard yeah um so i mean you know that goes way back into old old metal working days you know i used to see guys my dad worked in a body auto body shop for years when i was a kid and i would walk in there sometimes and there'd be these guys out here with this you know z-shaped long metal rod like a flat bar and they would be slapping stuff across the hood of these older cars. I'm like, what are they doing? Yeah. And they were slapping down crowns. And I was like, so, you know, at that point it all kind of clicked. So. Perfect. I was like, I remember this. Well, and, and so what do you think that, that, that crown or excuse me, that slapper has an advantage over compared to a regular tap down or something else? It covers more surface area. Um, so the way that I actually use it is I will hold it with one hand and I will use a hammer on one of the corners on the other side. Um, so I can actually move together, you know, kind of like fluid and just, I'm able to go across the crowns and watch them and see if they're flowing back out or not. Can, so, I, can I ask you how you're using it? Are you using it with, are you actually slapping it with one hand or you got a tat, like a, like a, maybe a soft rubber mallet hitting on top of that? Yes. Yeah, so I'm actually using a hammer in use with that, with that piece. Got it. Got it. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. That yeah, makes, so Cause that's I've probably the way found, I would use it. So yeah, I've actually found there's a little jeweler's hammer that it's, it's called a chasing hammer, uh-huh. but that is like my hammer of choice to use with those Kiko slappers. Nice. Interesting. Okay. Yep. All right. So we, we got, we got some of the tools down that you're using and let's talk about, okay. So you start getting that give and take, you're finally getting some of that deeper part down. What's next? Uh, Well, next was, you know, spending the next three to four hours just on that upper crease, uh, trying to get it to look as best as possible and get everything mainly done on the top section so I could go down to the lower section and start working all of those crowns, all those ripples that were going on, on the bottom side of the door. Cause by, you know, at this point, the, the large soft damage has already come out of the door Yeah. by me working that upper crease. Yeah. And, and to finish my thought, I think I lost, I think I didn't think I finished everything that uh, I was mentioned about putting it on a stand that you have. I mean, shoot, man, you have 360 degree access to that door, at least, at least visually. Absolutely. And with your reflection, you can tap down at all angles without, you know, throwing your back out. Absolutely. Right. Yep. So, I mean, even if a door takes me 30 minutes to, to completely gut and take off and put on a stand, yeah, I'm going to do it because it's better for your body and it's better for the repair because you can technically work that damage from any angle and you you know, your cross checking is you know, there's no limit on it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, so, I mean, it makes sense, Derek. I mean, you're doing big smashes. Everyone's doing, you know, bigger smashes and it's, it's a no brainer, man. I mean, you're probably, you yeah. probably go, which you, you, yeah, you're going to add time to you. Well, technically you think you are by taking, let's say 30 minutes or a rookie like me, maybe an hour to take the door off, but hell can you with struggling for one or two or three hours, you know, in one, one section or one, Thing and you still can't get it out because you're missing 20% or 10% more because you didn't yeah. have the angle. I mean, that makes a difference. Well, here's one, here's one way to think about that. If it takes you 30 minutes to an hour to get that door off and on a stand, 
it's not going to take you that long to put it back on. Correct. But think of how much time you're going to save during the actual repair process because you can completely work that dent at different angles at one time compared to it being on the car to where you're limited to only working it, you know, looking down on the light. Yeah. In front or behind. Yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, I I'm I get yeah. it. I, I'm I I would not disagree with that, especially if I was doing a smash like what you were describing and that I saw. Um yeah. Yeah. No way, man. So either I'm trying yeah, look, look, Derek, honestly, and I know people are like me because they think that way. You know, first of all, we look at that and we know that we probably have to take the door panel off or tore door off completely. But on the other hand, it's a really smashed dent. Now we're looking yeah. at which I'm going to get into our next topic. How are we getting the money for that? Now, I know you didn't estimate this. You know, you didn't. This wasn't a real customer, but I know you had other dents like this for customers. And we'll get back coming right in full circle because we have to fill in some of the blanks up to this point. But what is it? What is it worth to you to do a damage like that? Honestly, if that door would have came to me in my area, I would have turned it down. They, okay, they, that's what I was getting at. I didn't confess yet, but I said yeah. I probably would have turned that down. So yeah, I, mean, but, I would have. I would have turned it down. But not saying. Like, let's say the dent was like maybe not as bad. Derek, okay, you it wasn't as deep. Like, still, yeah. where are you where are you looking at ballpark figure? Ballpark, I mean that damage on that door, yeah, probably would have been between fourteen hundred to sixteen hundred. Good. And how many hours do you think you had into it? Well, that day I had about six and a half hours in that door, and I needed another two hours to finish it completely. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. You so got, I would have had eight eight to eight and a half hours completely in that door yeah you know what people tell me oh man that's just that i can get a whole new door and yada yada i just tell them real you know real politely yeah but i understand but that doesn't change the effort and the time i have to put into it exactly you know exactly that doesn't make it that doesn't make your job or my job any easier you know what i mean so no 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 it doesn't So, so i mean yeah i mean you know that's just extra income that you can add on to stuff yeah especially if you're adding r and i times in that's just extra income. Now, are you that using, can come into it? Sorry, and I I feel like I'm being a Daniel Grom lately. <laughs> Interrupting you. No, every time. you're fine. Do you, do you use Mobile Tech RX with that estimating system? What do you have a system for that? Yes, I use the price event feature, and you know I add my R and I times in on top of it. Yeah, I th- I don't think it's a, I think it's a no brainer. I mean, why? Yeah, you, absolutely. You got to have something, even if you don't have Mobile Tech RX, you got to have something to show the customer and break it down. I think that's the best way to do it because it feels like it's a computer that's doing all the work, and you're just yeah. punching in the numbers, and then you know you're with the customer and you're showing them as you're going, and then they're like their mouth is opening, but at the same time, the, you, you can justify why you're getting that cost, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, and so, Mobile Tech, you know, Mobile Tech RX is just getting better and better. I mean, you know, I know they've had a couple of bugs here lately, but the software program, I love it. You know, I mean, I can't run my business without it. I, I agree. I agree. It's it's a great so, platform. It seems like it keeps getting better and better each month. And uh, kudos, yeah, they keep adding more and more stuff to it. So I mean, it's 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 amazing. Yeah, and I'm talking about Mobile Tech RX people. If you don't have it already, you should go check it out. And no. I am not getting paid to mention them in here. We are yep. just telling the truth. Not getting paid for that endorsement. That's right. We are not getting paid. So not saying I wouldn't get paid, but I'm just saying <laughs> we're not getting paid, truthfully. Right. Um, so I'm saying, okay, so what I want to, I want to finish my train of thought. Let's finish out this dent. Like, how are you finishing this out? Uh, all sharp tip. Ooh, sharp um, tip. Now where? What? Like how much, how much, where sharp tip where? Where are you using a sharp well, tip? Well, it's to mainly it's to mainly to fill in all the little small gaps that look like large orange peel. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's that's like the final finishing stage for me is just little baby pushes in between my knockdown marks or anything else that may still be there that does not look like the factory orange peel. In the yeah, car. I get what you're saying. This is just a, this this the unavoidable uh you know, pressure releasing taps that, you know, you had, yep. you had to make because on such a deep, sharp 
locked dent. So yep. yeah, I get it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, on high strength steel too, as well. That's right. You I know, hate Toyota high strength steel. I, I think that a sharp tip is necessary to finish. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys that, you know, that, that won't use a sharp tip. I mean, sometimes I'll use a Dentcraft R2 tip to finish out with, which is the really tiny ball, um, which I love that tip for pushing, for final pushing. It's amazing. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then they have the R1, which is just a pencil tip, which is really good for finishing too. It's just not that sharp. Yeah, so I, I usually finish out with the uh, the edgy, um, the edgy sharp tip. Ooh, that real sharp, I mean, sharp, sharp. That yeah. sucker's like a needle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Now let me let me t- let me explain this to people because people are super scared of sharp tips, right? Like, oh man, I'll test, I'll I'll break paint, or I'm scared to use it because it'll break paint and da da da. I tell people, look, it's like a that those sharp tips are are snipers dude it's like a, it's yes, it's a gun are. okay and if you it's like hey here's the gun and you can shoot that thing from a thousand yards very accurately but if you're not good at shooting the gun which means using the tool understanding your reflection yep. seeing your tip well then hell yeah you're going to do some damage you're going to hit everything but the target right exactly you're going to do some damage but yep. if you put the if you understand how to use that tool and how to look at your reflection and understand where your tooltip's at, you can't break paint, dude. You're gonna hit no. that dent, that micro low, so nice that you can read the reflection and you don't make any damage. That's you're picking That's it right. apart, right? Am I right? That's right. And heat, heat is always your friend. Yep. Now I'm guilty I don't of care that. How hot it is outside? <laughs> I'm if guilty. If you're using a sharp tip, you better put heat on it. That's right. You have a higher chance of cracking paint if you're not keeping that panel temperature up. That's something else I need to work on. I'm going to make my notes here. Michael, you need to work on. Okay. Um, no, you 100%, Derek. I yep. 100. Dude. So that, great. So we got that part down. Finishing out the dent with sharp tips, of course. Let's throw it back real quick to 10 years ago. What tips, what tools are you using, man? Are you using sharp tips back then? Were you? Uh, let's see. 10 years ago. Let's see. That would have been what 2009. Yeah. So I think I would have just gotten my first interchangeable tip set back then. So I actually still have a lot of the tools that I had 10 years ago that I still use to this day. Um, I've actually still have tools from when I first started, you know, 20 years ago that I still use in my, in my tools every single day. Well, I I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm different, completely different. So yeah, yeah. I use back ten years ago. I was scared to use metal sharp tips, dude. I would not use them. I would instead I use hard. Well, they weren't hard. Just plastic, small sharp tips. You know those pencil tips, those plastic ones. Yep. So I'd use them, but I'd go through them like crazy because I wanted to be able to oh, yeah. push the body line and not crack any paint because I was like, there's no way I'm going to put a sharp tip on a on a body line. You know. Yeah. Um. So fast forward to 2019, I use strictly mainly sharp tip tools, except for the body line. I will use a plastic tip to, to get that body line out and then tech retexture yes. it with, with a sharp tip at the end. So yep, that's if it needs it. But yeah, that's, but I would say, honestly, tools that I have now that I wish I had 10 years ago yeah. would probably be my flat bars. Yep. I know. Hey, I, I'm a, I can't agree my, with I can't agree with you more, especially on body my lines. My flat today. bars are, you know, when I first when I bought my first dent dial, I came back and used it, and you know it was amazing, and I was like, oh my god, all this control, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. So, I agree, uh, and there's different varieties of flat bars too. Yeah, absolutely. You know I, mean? not, I have I have one. several. Yeah, they all, and that they new all care point one, that new care point flat bar. People need to buy that flat bar. What that care flat point bar is amazing? Oh yeah, okay. I think you saw Kiko. I'm thinking what Kiko flat. <laughs> I, no, I lost the, you. Lost the me. care point. The oh care yeah, point flat bar. I, I like it. You know, listen. Uh, let, let, since we're on this real quick, because we'll we'll just kind of go off topic a little bit about those flat bars differences. And I know you have a few, and I have definitely a few. Um, the difference between since we're on that subject, I a care point flat bar and a conda flat bar 
and the dent dial flat bar. Do you have all three of those or do you just have two of the three? I do not have the Anaconda. Okay. All right. So give me your just quick pros and cons of the, and cons doesn't mean it's necessarily, it's not a bad tool. Okay. Let's get that. Yeah. Let's get that straight people. All right. So what are, what are the more benefits and then just stuff that you wish you, you could have in another, well, just cons. Let's go that way. As far as what was that? I'm sorry. Care point. Let's what, what's the difference? Uh, what's the strong points of care point flat bar and the cons of the flat bar of the care point? Well, care point I've actually found multiple uses for, I mean, abs- I mean, they're both, they're both equal for me to be honest with you. I mean, but the, the care point, it has the beveled edges on it to where if you wanted a little bit softer push, you can run with the beveled edge um, on the more rounded side. And then, you know, it has the interchangeable tip on the other side, Yeah. which I believe it's a actual uh, design off of the original Wiz flat bars. Um, yeah, but the so, Wiz, the Wiz didn't have an interchangeable. They just had a knob. No, it didn't. Nub, had the salt, right? Yep. Had the salt for the, for the soft tip. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, that's what I was saying. You know, it's a, it's a redesign off the original Wiz Wiz tool, um, and I I love that tool. It's the perfect length, you know, but it it won't do everything that you know my dent dial will do. Exactly, I get it. Yeah. So you know, I have I have a thirty five light, and then I have a twenty two light, and you know, I'll I'll actually grab my CarePoint flat bar before I will grab my twenty two light now because it's wider and you can get a little bit more solid push out of it and feel a little bit better about pushing yeah. with the care point. Um, Smart, you mean it's, it, it's, it's more, it's, it, it doesn't have as much flex as, as a care point, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now my 35 light, that is my go-to for, you know, Dodge Challenger body line hits in the door. Um, anything that the body line is further down the window and I need a lot of power, I'll take my 35 and I will bend that sucker in almost a U shape because I know that the tool is going to flex on me because it's the, it's the light duty, not the heavy. Yes. Yep. But that is, that is, that's my go-to for deep body line hits on, you know, anything that has a sharp body line. Yeah, I, I agree. I like, I like all three of them and the way you described is perfect. What I, I use it for. Um, now yeah. I'm going to go kind of like the, the pros and cons of them. Okay. So, uh, the 35, excuse me, I have the 22 and the 35, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know why. I have. Um, let's start with the care point. The care point. I really like the reason why I like the care point. I can fit it down a door, which is a yep. big plus. Okay. Because it does, you're right on the other end. It has the screw on tip. They both, both sides have the screw on tip, but the other yes. one has a knob, like a, a knob with a screw on tip. That you can actually, and the angle's perfect because you can get it down a window and get the angle you need for the body line. Yes. So, but the only pro, the only problem with that tool at, that I found out now is that you can bend it, no problem. But the only oh, thing, yeah. if, if you're really cranking on a hard, nasty body line, the the tool will bend on you. So yes, it will. So I mean, you, you'll get your licks in, you'll get the body line out, but you might be struggling with it losing its shape from time to time. So that was yeah. the. That's the only drawback about that tool that I didn't like. So uh, my other thing, but it's a great, for the value for 175 bucks, you better get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You better get it. Uh, the Anaconda. So the Anaconda is really basically a, uh, what do they call it? A, uh, what is that spring? What do they call that thing? Leaf, leaf spring. spring? It, it really is like a leaf spring, but the thing, it doesn't flex like a leaf spring. So it is absolutely sturdy as hell yeah the big benefit it comes with a sled so you have no setup time very little setup time to how you want it the con it doesn't bend you can't shape it so you'll have to use a lot of extensions you know to to get it to the angle you want okay not even and it's it you're limited still on the angle dent dial man you it's a it is a basically, you know, you, you think of it, you can make it out of it. So exactly. It's the multi-tool. It is. It's a multi-tool. It's a, uh, you, you can use it for all kinds of things. Uh, the only drawback on that is that two things, you can't fit it down a window with the tip that you want. 
Uh, you can fit it down a window. Now, if you take it, the door panel off and you, you take the glass out, then, yeah, you can do whatever you want and how it was designed. That's that's a great tool. Yeah. The only other thing uh, about it is that it takes a while to set up what you want to do. So Yeah. Just I mean, that's be- why I mainly use mine strictly for pushing. Yeah. Uh, the, I don't use it to set up to do anything else anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, it's strictly a pusher now. Yeah, and you leverage off the tire. I'm sure with, you know, all three, you can do the leverage off the tire. Incredible amount of power and control because you never have to worry about snail trailing your dent. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Never have to worry about a tool slip. Yeah. If as long as you have the the back of that tool flat against something, it will not slip on you. Right. Good. I mean, they're covering a lot of good stuff, man. Do you use, when I'm bigger dents, do you, do you go cold glue first or are you hot glue first? What are you more looking at i know it depends on the dent but in general what have you been using dude uh i mean i've been using you know been using cold glue quite a bit here lately um but you know i gotta go back to my k-beam junior i mean that little sucker is phenomenal man you have any videos Um, out there that you're using that thing on no i i don't one day day send me some clips so um but it's that thing has amazing pulling power it's it's unreal to be honest with you kiko uh derek yost is looking for a job kiko. <laughs> no that is that is <laughs> hey i'm just speaking on behalf of a, a great great product that's i'm just know, kidding I, I know that dude and i know so, kiko's laughing too right now and or, or yeah if they listen and, to the show so. and it pulls tabs so much harder than you can get with a mini lifter or a slide hammer and the tab release point is so much more than using a mini lifter or a slide hammer. Yeah. It is mind blowing how okay, hard. Gosh, damn dude. All right. Shit. Damn. <laughs> I'm I just go saying, I'm sorry. You already got it. No, I don't have the mini. You, you, oh, no, no, I don't have the mini. The K beam, K bar. You'll be in a mobile tech expo in a couple weeks and you can pick you up one then. I, I tell you what, that Kiko is a solid company, man. They, they come out with yeah. really good products. Um, the, speaking of that, the, their, um, what they got there? What's those small little neck ones, dude? What do they call that? The latest tabs that they have. Are you talking about the cam auto stuff that they're no, selling now? No, no, no. Yeah, I would like to talk about that too, but we don't think we have enough time. But no, their latest tabs, those little small, they pull like a mofo, oh, dude. The dead center tabs? Yeah, 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 dead center. Don't get me started on those, buddy. Okay, don't. I won't, but <laughs> they make great products. Wow. Right? So, uh, that's all I'm going to say is wow. Yeah, we, 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 man, we can go on and on. So, um, yeah. all right, real quick, Derek, before we wrap it up. What are your favorite tools besides what? Okay. What sharp tips since you said, I'm kind of, I'm asking what tools you like to finish with. You said sharp tips. Give me your top three sharp tips you use. Okay. Uh, let's see. My edgy. I cannot remember the name of that tip to be honest with you, but it's that, that super sharp one. Oh yeah. If you're a di- if you're a diabetic and need some blood drawn, just buy one of those. Yeah. That, that, Wow. Yeah, Dave knocked it out of the park on the design of that one. I can floss um, my teeth with that. So it's thin and sharp, dude. Yeah, uh, my Ultra Picks. Um, I love to finish out with those if I can use them. Um, I love the Ultra Picks. Matter of fact, I got another set just double bend. And yeah. And if speaking of that, Derek, I'm just going to hold you off. Didn't mean to jump in, but I did. <laughs> um, tequila Picks are out too, but they both push completely different. In my opinion. Yes. Okay. So you already yep. have you already have those picks too? No, I, I do not have the ice picks. Um, I will be purchasing them. Uh, I've talked to Craig about them, and uh, I'm interested to get them in my hands because uh, I do like the fact that the the shaft of it is shaved mm-hmm. uh, on the the actual tip end of it. Um, I think you could probably get it in a little bit more places than you can in any of the other pick sets that are on the market. Um, and it's spring steel, if I'm not mistaken. I think um, I think you're right. Yeah. So you know you're gonna get a really solid push out of those. Um, I, you, no, I you will. I, I mean, can't wait I, to get a hold of them. Well, they they just the tip itself pushes different, you know, and, and in a good way. I'm not saying in a bad way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. a, uh, just a slight little difference, a little bit thicker tip, but sharp. Yeah. Uh, is gonna give you different uh, points of contact. 
So yeah, absolutely. All right, and your your last tool. Uh, last sharp tip. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I would probably say the the R two tip from Dentcraft. R two, not R four. R two. Yeah. R two. R two. You all right? Does it is it is it have a uh, a coating on it, or is it bare, or do you put the co- cap it's on a it? Bare. It looks like a tiny BB. Mm, I know what you're talking like about. Like a kind super, of, like a half size of a BB. Kind of if you took that the R4 off, it looks like that, but it's much smaller, twice as small. Yes. It's probably a quarter of the size of an R4. That okay. little tip is phenomenal. It's money. I'm going to have to pick one of those up. Yeah. I mean, it's, R2. it's phenomenal for pushing. R2-D2. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, Dick, man, shoot, man. You covered it all, man. That's good, man. This interview went really <laughs> fast. A uh, good visual. Good tech oh, yeah. tips, man. Very good tech tips. And so I'm, I'm going to let you wrap it up with me, man. So, because this is the end of the podcast here. Um, nope. People are listening to me go rant on about picking your friends and being, you know, being, watch out who you do business with. And friends on Facebook aren't really your friends. So you'll have to listen to that part. So, oh. Um, just watch out. I bet you, you got new friends as soon as the people found out you had hail, though, didn't you? Uh, it's fine. I've only got a select few people all that right. I would uh, hire out. So. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, all of a sudden, yep. man, you know, you got these new friends. So Yeah. Well, but, I can go ahead and tell people now that my storm is slowly dying off, so don't bother calling me. There you go. Man. All right. <laughs> friends. Friends. So. Hey, Derek. Hey, my hey, family's doing great. That's a dang, dang stress. There you go. You don't even doubt. <laughs> family's doing great. Man. All right, oh. man. Listen, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. It was a great, great interview. And thanks for all the all the uh, awesome advice and, and tech tips yeah, and, and sharing your, your, your techniques, dude. Absolutely. All right, homie. I'll talk to you later, man. Bye, man. See you. Bye.